0: You know, if you look at this Nuggets team and their future and everything that they have, all of their players are still very, very young. You have both Jokic, both Murray, still in their late 20s. None of them have crack 30. Um, I think KCP might be in his 30s now. He might be a little older. Jeff Green obviously is like 37, 38. He's like the, that one old soul on the team, DeAndre Jordan, one of those guys. But he didn't, get, he didn't get any minutes in the playoffs. So you have two guys, you know, with big veteran experience and playoff experience. And then you have all that, that, um, that mix of just young guys, young stars. And this team, with all their pieces combined, has the makings of a repeat team. And it's not out of the question to say that. It's it's not, you know, like, why would you even say that? Because it, it's possible. And I feel like many experts and, you know, analysis said this last year with the Warriors. You know, they, they could be capable of winning again. But again, they don't have that star, high-level playing center. They, you know they got great, great quality minutes, playoff minutes with um, Looney. They, they did. He aver- he averaged like almost 20 rebounds a game. That King series, he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal um, against Lakers too. Or he was he was good enough, but Anthony Davis is the star level center. So he kind of took over. He kind of showed why he's one of the better centers in the league when he's healthy. And Looney, as good as he is, just couldn't match up with him. And that, that was just a hard part of it. And then Klay Thompson struggling and Steph Curry just having to do everything by himself. So when you look at it, Jokic and Jamal Murray have been very, very efficient. They've been very, very high-level scorers. Jokic does it all. He's a triple-double every night. So, when you look at those things, it's like the ceiling for the Nuggets is it just, just—it's it, so high for them right now. They could really—they could do anything they want, and and I still think they're—they're they're very much at the top of the West, and so many people overlook them. I, I'm one of them, and I'll—I'll I'll admit that. But I just—I didn't think that with the, that combination of what they had, that they would be able to match up with some of those other stars in the West, but they did. They proved me wrong. They proved others wrong. So that's just how, that's just my take on it. But uh, yeah, moving on, I had, why do the Clippers, Wizards and Rockets recycle the same point guards? It's kind of like, you know, John Wall, once a wizard, was, was a wizard for like 10, 11 seasons. He was, he was there for a while. You know, finally he gets. You know, he's not playing for a little while. I forget what it was, but then he goes to the Clippers. Is kind of a bench player, averages a decent amount of points, not 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 nothing too crazy, and then just stops playing. It you know just just stops. Uh, then you got you know Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, obviously drafted by the Thunder then goes on to play for the Rockets then goes on to play for the Wizards after that Mm -hmm. from the Wizards goes to the Lakers Mm -hmm. from the Lakers back to the Clippers or or over to the Clippers so I just these organizations I I get what they see in these point guards but some Mm -hmm. of these guys are just not hell-bent on, you know, giving you, giving you all the playoff minutes and, and giving you quality buckets. You know, they have, they have the playoff mind, they have the basketball mind, but they just don't know what it takes to get it done, and I just don't understand why they haven't figured that out yet. You know, trust is one thing, and you know, seeing something in a player is another but you got to, you know, look at look at these teams, look at these guys, and say to yourself, you know, we're not getting anywhere. We're not getting anything done. As an organization, it, we're going backwards almost. So I just... The, the recycling of, you know, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, all these guys, it's like these guys don't have what it takes to win, to win in the playoffs, that they just don't. The, they regress, they, you know they kinda just get in their head too much. And it's been going on for their entire careers. And it's something that needs to be brought up like with these teams, like what are you guys doing? Like seriously, I I hope they figure it out. You know, Um, I was a Wizards. I liked the Wizards because of John Wall. I liked the Wizards because of Bradley Beal. I thought they were in the early 2010s, they were a great duo. And it's sad that they didn't, you know, make a big playoff run. But, you know, I'm just, I'm hopeful that these teams can get out of this. And, you know, come back to reality almost. But, uh, yeah, with my last topic before we finish off on, the se- on this season. It's just my expectations for the next upcoming season. You know, I, I expect, like I said, the Nuggets... they're if they're fully healthy you know i think they're gonna have stretches of bad games i think every every team does coming off a championship season so i don't see them winning as many games as they did last season maybe they surprise me again and it wouldn't surprise me at all but at the same time i think you know every championship team coming off a win has their lulls, has their stretches of bad games i think they still we either get the their first or the second seed easily probably the first seed but i don't think they win as many games and honestly i could see them in the finals again i want to say that the celtics are gonna have that great season again they are gonna have that 2022 run that they had that playoff run where they sweep the nets where they beat Giannis in the books where they beat the Heat and Jimmy Butler but uh, I just look at this team and I just see a bunch of guys that you know fall short when the pressure is really on them and that's been that's been the tell the tale with Tatum and just pressure just just cracks under it and they need a guy like a dame even though he doesn't want to go to Boston who lives up to the hype who lives up to the pressure, who, who you know, shines, shines his brightest when the light is on him, when it's facing him. That's a guy that they need so badly with Tatum to, you know, get him going and ignite that fire in him that we've seen so many times before in the playoffs. But we need him at the next level, along with a guy that is great under pressure. That's what the Celtics need. And that's what's going to take them to that next level, man. It really is. So yeah, with that being said, I expect nothing less of greatness from Jokic these next couple of seasons. I think he's he's only going to get better, which is crazy to say because this dude is averaging a triple-double every season. It's ridiculous to say, but it's it, you cannot deny the greatest Jokic at this point. You cannot, you know, you, you can, you know you cannot like him all you want, if you're, you know, Suns fan or, or Warriors fan or Lakers fan or whatever you are, but you got to respect the dude. Like, he's just out of this world. Like, literally out of this world. But yeah, with that being said, guys, can't believe this, um, this series is coming to an end of this season. Thank you guys for watching again. I really appreciate it. Um, if any of you are listening, give me suggestions, you know, anything I should change for next season things I should do differently uh should I have on more guests should I have on less guests should I do more solo episodes should I uh add more guests on I I don't know if that's even possible with this app but uh let me know suggestions let me know how you thought these this series went or how it's gone so far but yeah guys with that being said thank you guys so much for listening the few of you that have I really really appreciate it and uh yeah peace and what's up guys it is the season finale of the adam and bald podcast very sad day uh hopefully you guys have enjoyed all these episodes and uh things i've talked about things i've discussed all the guests i've had on over the first five six episodes and just things we've had fun making and uh talking about and thanks to a few of you guys that have uh, listened and tuned in it really means a lot hopefully I think we will get the next season running around the start of the next NBA season and uh college basketball and everything in around September October kind of you know start the debate you know pre-season thoughts and, and things I have in mind and, and have a couple more guests on obviously but yeah with that being said uh welcome back uh As always, all the other episodes are on Amazon Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Those are the three platforms. And uh, share the episodes with your friends, your family. Really just just spread the word about the podcast. Get others to listen. And uh, yeah, with that being said, we're going to get started here. So yesterday, obviously, I'm sure... People know, or most of most people know, about the Bradley Beal trade. Bradley Beal going to the Suns in exchange for I believe Chris Paul, uh, Shammit and I think it was like two second round picks uh, in exchange for Bradley Beal. Not gonna lie, I think the um, I think the Wizards uh, that was just a horrible, horrible trade for them on their on their end. The the Suns got a steal. They got Bradley Beal, obviously. And I like how people are automatically jumping on the whole, you know, I'm sold on this trade. You know, the Suns, they really got a shot this year or this coming season or whatever they want to say. But you know, it goes back to they they had Kevin Durant this season and yes, he came through midway through the season he wasn't, he was not, you know, already on the, the, the team to begin the season. So we couldn't, like, completely get acclimated with all the, the team and everything they, that they had been through, like, earlier in the first half of the season. But at the same time, it was like, Kevin Durant, you're there. You're there to get them, to take them to the finals, take them back from where they were in 2021. And, like, yeah, they had to give up two or three of their big bench players and scorers. And they had Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, who at one point was a starter, but he turned into a good, very good bench role player for them, and was always, obviously, uh, very uh, reliable in terms of when he showing up, playing 83 games this past season. It's it, it, truly incredible. Like, we do not see players like that... Uh, going in and out of lineups you know injury but this guy manages to stick through it and plays every single game and more in this NBA season and this just truly incredible to see and I, I'm glad we have a few players like that left in the NBA still so I really am but yeah with that being said I'm a Bradley Beal fan as much as anybody else that's how I feel about him you know I thought you know with my Celtics, if, if uh, Jalen Brown with this offseason was not uh, willing to take that max contract deal and want it out of Boston, that um, Bradley Beal was a perfect option for them. A perfect option. Uh, he's almost like a Jalen Brown, but at a slightly higher level. Or almost what Jalen Brown would be if he was on a team like the Wizards or the Rockets the potential to average up to 30 points a game, or up near it, because Bradley Beal has been doing that last few seasons. So with that being said, Bradley Beal coming to Boston, Jason Tatum and Bradley Beal, uh, I believe Bradley Beal is from St. Louis, so they're already familiar with each other, and they, I think they played with each other at one point. But their chemistry already is just there, and we know that they're close. So I feel like that's another very important piece that a team like the Celtics definitely need, along with their other players that that, um, have taken them this far. Derek White, uh, Rob Williams, all those guys that have taken them to the point, to the finals last season. But you add Bradley Beal and I think he's a much better ball handler. He's much better at keeping down turnovers than Jalen Brown. And just overall, I think he just adds that extra level of chemistry that, that a player like Jason Tatum would need to you know stay intact and keep himself together. And even when he has games, when he's off, he can you know, find, find himself again. Just like he did in game seven against the Sixers where he dropped like 50 or whatever it was, 51. So I think that's exactly what they look for. And then they go and trade him to the Suns. It pisses me off, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm not I'm not like against the Suns in any way, but it's like when you're making all these moves and, and training up for all these superstars and getting, getting rid of your entire bench for all these stars like Kevin Durant, it's like you're just asking for, you know, to get ruined by a guy like Jokic, a guy that's stuck with his team for all these years, a guy who was drafted 140 or 140th or something like that in the, in the draft. I forget, it was like 70 years ago during a freaking Taco Bell commercial. Like you're just asking for that almost. Guys that, you know, have progressed throughout the league on their team like the Nuggets and have you know built around him you're just asking for something like that to happen and that's, that's what happened to the to the Suns this year against the Nuggets where yeah they gave them the biggest fight they were able to win more than one game the Timberwolves in the first round only won one game the the Lakers got swept and then you have the Heat that only won one game so the Suns it would get two games out of them at home, but it still was just not enough. And, and the rest of the games were not even close. So do I believe that Bradley Beal could take them to new heights? 100%. But I just think, especially it's going to help them out with having the full NBA season to work around this and, and figure things out. But it just goes back to the Nets team. Right? James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, all together on a team. They make the playoffs. They go to the second round. Obviously, they lose to Kevin Durant's shoe. And Kevin Durant, are they, yeah, they lose to Kevin Durant's shoe because this dude had decided to be one shoe size bigger than the three-point line. And then, you know, you know what happens after that. They lose. Uh, it counts as a two and not a three. So, it just, it's little things like that. And I, I just, I don't think it's this organization like the Suns is just uh, built on winning a championship. Like we saw it in the 2021 finals even. You know, they go up 2-0 against the Bucs, lose four straight games. So, I, I just, and another thing for me, the most important thing for me, is DeAndre, you know, he does not look like he wants to be there. Even with getting Kevin Durant, even with now getting Bradley Beal, he just does not look like he's, he wants to, to stay with these guys, and he just, he just wants to be out of there. And you could, you could tell in the playoffs, he, you know, he struggled, he struggled very, very badly in the playoffs this year. He looked like just a casual role player. And where Aiden should be a high-caliber, star-level player, center, because he was drafted number one overall, and he does not look like a number one overall player lately at all. So I think as soon as DeAndre Aiden, either they do something with getting him out of there, a- acquire you know some good bench players for Aiden, maybe a couple draft picks, and you know, or maybe they don't. Maybe maybe they want to keep DeAndre Aiden. You have to motivate him and, and get under his, his shoulder and, and, you know, prop him up and be like, you got to make things. You want to win a championship? You have to be part of that. You have to be willing to, you know, make sacrifices and put the work in, or else we're not getting a championship. So, I know that's how I feel about it. I think DeAndre Ayton clearly does not want to be there. And that, that's just another part of how they've fallen apart Since going to the finals two years ago So yeah, with that being said I'm going to go on to The Nuggets Like I talked about Winning that championship against the Heat in five I did say that they'd be able to take it to six games The Heat I was wrong You know, the Heat put up Fights in in like one or two of the games But then we just saw, you know the size, mismatch and Jokic and just every other player you know Bam had a phenomenal finals he did He, he shocked me he really did but Jamal Murray taking it his game to the next level and what we saw in the bubble another great part or a great example of how they were able to take over how they were able to take over in the playoffs then you have Aaron Gordon are you kidding me Aaron Gordon This this dude was playing lights-out defense, getting up on players, you know, imposing his will, getting up, swatting shots out into the arena. Like, this dude was playing out of his mind. And it's not only Jamal Murray and Jokic. You know, I don't think that they would have been able to win a championship. You know, they, in the bubble, they didn't have Aaron Gordon on the Nuggets. They didn't have, um... KCP, Contavious Colo Pope. He was on the Lakers. They didn't have either of them. And they didn't have Bruce Brown. Those three guys made an exceptional difference in how they played. And and the run that they went on. And the dominance that they showed. So it was not only the dominance of Jokic. The dominance of Murray. the, The overall dominance of that duo. But those three guys really just made the difference. And it's why why they got that championship and why they look so good. Bruce Brown, he shocked me. And on the nets, he showed signs of, you know, um, high level